Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zolman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Your empire with Sophie Zoe. I am so excited for yet another amazing, amazing guest today. Today, we have my friend, colleague, fellow dame, Kathy Guggenauer. Kathy is the founder of the Virtual Expert Training, where she teaches virtual professionals how to become a well-paid virtual expert. Kathy runs her virtual empire from her dream home, which is a tiny cabin in the middle of a Missouri National Forest. She can be found sporting a tiara 98% of the time, and she wears PJs, not gowns. Yes, you got it. PJs and tiaras, because that's the type of kingdom she's ruling. And why not? She knows that when you become a powerful woman, you can make your own rules. Oh, my gosh. Speaking to my heart there, Kathy, because I'm the same way, although I'm more of the sweatpants person, and then I wear my witchy stuff. So, you know, you can tiaras and PJs. I'm in the witchy stuff and the sweatpants below the waist, because you can't see me below the waist. Um. And then there's the leather boots and leather jackets. Let's not forget that part of me either, because you know Woo! I do that too. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy. <laughs> All right. So, well, Kathy, welcome to the show. So excited to have you. And with all my guests, I ask the same question. What is your best advice for business owners, coaches, consultants who are ready to scale to the next level and beyond? Yeah, I, my best advice is to stop thinking about hiring a virtual professional and independent contractor. Um, stop thinking about it as an expense and realize that when you hire somebody really good at what they do, like Sophie is, that you are actually hiring somebody who is going to be a profit generator for your business. Oh my gosh. Yes. You read my mind. Oh, how did you do that? Because that is exactly <laughs> where where I come into things because you're right. So many business owners think that when they're going to start hiring a team or even, you know, a virtual assistant, whatever, they look at it as an expense. They don't understand the return on their investment of a, a, a virtual professional, B, an independent contractor virtual professional, and see someone to get the crap off their plate that they don't need to be doing so they can focus on generating revenue. So that's right. Let's talk about hiring people. What is your take on what, what how do you, how would you explain to my listeners where to get started? And, you know, cause you said, stop thinking about it as a, but we also need to tell them to stop thinking about it and start doing it. So that's right. What do you recommend? How do they get started looking for a team or an individual, depending upon what their needs are? How do they start, get started and start doing that? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about two different uh, types of, uh, let's talk about hiring a team versus hiring an individual. Okay. First of all, you want to hire somebody. You want to do it as ASAP, right? If you want to scale, now's the time. And you can start off slowly or you can jump in with both feet. So how do you know if you should hire an individual or a team? Well, if you do not want to figure out how to run a team of your own, of virtual professionals, hire a team. Because somebody else is running that team already and they already have it all put together and you don't have to worry about that. 
If you're like, nope, I am not ready to do that yet. I just want one person to see if I can work with that one, one person, then hire an individual, right? Or if you're the type of person who's just like, I love team building myself and I really, really want to go to all the trouble because believe me, it is a lot of trouble of hiring, managing, <laughs> um, firing, because you do, you know, not everybody's a perfect fit. Uh, but no matter what, it's time to choose one and move forward because you have a learning curve. If you have not hired an independent contractor yet, you have a learning curve. If you've only worked with one or two, you have a learning curve. And I recommend at least 90 days to work together to see how things work out um, before making a decision on this isn't is or isn't working. So that's kind of where I land on this. Sophie, what about you? I love that. And yes, it is definitely about, you know, getting started and figuring out one or two people or a whole team. Another piece of that, you know, again, we talked about it being an investment, not an expense. And that, you know, one expense is going to be one one investment is going to be bigger than the other. So if you are really, really ready to invest and you've got the revenue or you've got the capital and you are like, okay, Sooner rather than later, let's just go with the team because it does take, you know, an investment. It is a monetary investment, but it is an investment because the the purpose of hiring, especially when you're on that level of hiring a team, the purpose is getting everything off your plate, not just some stuff. Because when you're hiring one or two people, you're just getting some stuff. Like you said, Kathy, you're getting some stuff off your plate, but you still have to manage them, tell them what to do, may have to train them on how to do it. And, you know, who's got time for that? Who wants to do that? I mean, that's where the side of things is an advantage. But it is also, it's a bigger investment, time and money. But it is also a bigger relief and usually a faster return on your investment. Because if they're getting all the stuff off your plate and you're able to focus on your genius, the things that generate the revenue, creating new things that generate more revenue, that's how you scale. So... Totally with you on that, Kathy. And I, I, I am definitely a builder. I'm definitely a builder and a creator, not a doer or a problem solver. You know, I'm at, I'm at that end where I just want to build and build and build and build. And by having a team, I can do that. And I'm actually to the point where I actually have multiple teams. I have one primary team who runs my whole business. And then as needed for specialization, I have another team. So let me give you an example. Um who write, who does all my book writing, creating marketing. Okay. Because that's what they specialize in. And I have gone both ways. I've created my own teams. I've hired a team. And for me, and and I teach people how to do this. Okay. So this is me who knows a lot about this. I have worked as a virtual assistant, as all of these levels. I've worked with all of these levels. I've trained all of these levels and I would hire a team. If I wanted to grow the fastest. I love it. That sounds very good. So we're hiring a team. We're getting it. We're getting stuff done. We're getting management off our plate. How do we know what to focus on next? Once you've got the team in settled into their rig- their their roles and their work and all of that. How do you then figure out what to do next? Because you've got all that free time now. So what do you do? Yeah. So here's how I look at it. What is the number one thing 
that is going to move my company forward to achieve what I want to achieve. Now, for me right now, it is still lead generation and sales because I do not have those systems working flawlessly. And by the way, if you are lucky and you do have that working flawlessly right now, congratulations. But I don't want you to go done off my plate because I had that working flawlessly for two years. And then guess what? Things change and they're always going to change. Yes. Right. So know that you might have to go back and revisit that. Don't be disappointed about it. Just be happy you have your team in place so they can run your business while you're revisiting that. But the number one thing would be the number one way you're going to move your business forward right now, whatever that is. Love it. Love it. Because, yeah, I mean, lead generation sales is the life force of the business. And, you know, part of that team hiring can include salespeople um, or mm -hmm. very specific lead generators, you know, the different kind, you know, you can, you can go that far as, you know, the team. And, and that's kind of where it's cool that you have multiple teams because that's kind of how it can be too. You can have the team that runs the company, you have the team that sells and you have the team that does whatever else. I mean, like if you're a coach, you may have a team of coaches that that are also doing because you know if you're a coach and you do even if you do group coaching there's still only so much of you that goes around if you really want to expand and grow and and generate that revenue and not go back to working to death because oh great i got this team now i can coach 24 7. no 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 that's not why you hire us. That's not why you do that because we're we're trying to give you the break that you need to a to yes work but also to take a break, to really take a break. Right. So, you know, you can have your business team, your sales team, and like a coaching team that can do some of the coaching for you so that you don't have to do it. You still don't have to do it all yourself because I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm the only one that can do the coaching. I'm the only one that can run the program. I'm the, And it's like, really, are you sure about that? Because, you know, there's a lot of great people out there that can be taught, can be, you know, taken under your wing. I mean, you don't, they don't have, and as, you know, as long as they have coaching experience per se, you can bring them in. I've, I've helped coaches build coaching teams to be able to expand their business and not have to do all the coaching themselves. And that's one of the ways you can generate more revenue and grow your business is by creating a whole coaching team that does a lot of the work for you in that respect too. And, you know, I know one, she, she took it from, she's taken it all the way to creating a certification program for coaches. So there you there go. You go. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and Sophie, I've been there and done all of those things that you just mentioned. So do, do you care if I share specific numbers? Cause oh, I don't no, like to hear. Yeah. I, I, when somebody says, here's what happened with my business, if they can share specific numbers, then I can really know where they are with us. So when I was at 100,000, I had onesies, twosies, uh, independent contractors, right? And, and I was trying to manage it all and do it all. And then, just like you said, thank goodness I had a great coach who said, you've got to let go of some of this. You are not the best coach in the world. There are others who are going to be as good or even better than you are. Start hiring coaches. So I did. And I did build a coaching team. By the way, my um, business team manages my coaching team also. And then they said, you could be, you don't have to be the only salesperson because you got so many leads coming in. You need more salespeople. So I gradually built a sales team. So I have a coaching team. I have a sales team. I have a book team 
and I have my overall business team. And I went in, I'm going to, I have to count my fingers from 100,000 to 300,000 in a year, next year, 700,000, next year, 1 million by doing this. Absolutely. And that's, and that's how it works. And, you know, if you go with the team first, rather than onesie twosies, you, you might've gotten there faster because you would have had Absolutely. that. Whole... And I wouldn't have had a crash at a million because my team crashed. The team that I had built crashed at a million. They crashed and burned. Oh no. Um, and, I, and I take that on myself because I didn't know what I was doing as well as I should have to build a team. Because a team that is with you at 100,000 is not the same team. It can have pieces of the same, but it will not be the same team that you will have at a million as you have at 100,000. Definitely. No. And that is a really great point to bring up. And and the other part of that, who your team is and who you hire at 100,000, 200,000 will not be the team that you have at a million dollars, 100%. But you also will not be doing the exact same stuff whether that, you know, services, uh, products, marketing, all of those things, everything has to grow and expand and evolve to get you to that million dollars and beyond. Because what you're doing okay. at the low, low six figures is not, not going to get you to a million. And if it does get you to a million, you will crash and burn because all that you were doing at this level cannot be sustained once you hit a million and above because... It's just not big enough, robust enough, and experienced enough to do it. So, also, yeah, my I, I over promoted. I over promoted some people who weren't ready to be promoted because I liked them and I liked working with them. I didn't assess are they ready to be at this next level, so they got burned out. They weren't happy anymore, and they quit. I don't blame them, right? Oh yeah, it wasn't the right fit for them. So you're you're absolutely right, and. I found I found that there's two places. One hundred thousand, you can spend a lot and not move forward if you don't have good people to help you move forward. And at a million, you can spin again and not move forward. And I'm trying to get out of that spinning at the million. I know I can. This is the year. <laughs> oh yes, definitely, you can do it. Absolutely. And that's the that that would probably be the final thing I would um, speak to and and ask you about is you know. You're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. We are human. It's okay to be human. But the key is learning from those mistakes, evaluating what you did wrong, deep, you know, debrief, whatever you want to call it. But you have to look at the failures and see what went wrong and tweak it, change it. And, you know, and here's the thing. Don't automatically throw the baby out with the bathwater because some of it might have been good and some of it might be keepable. But some of it is either not keepable or just needs to be tweaked, fixed, changed, whatever. Do a full evaluation and make sure you are moving forward from that mistake, that failure, in a way that is doable. And you know, you you know, you you're not going to know if it's going to work. But if you don't try, you're going to continue to fail. You've got to keep trying until okay. you find that sweet spot. And then, but remember that sweet spot is not forever. The sweet spot has to evolve and grow as you evolve and grow. So definitely, you know, got to make that because I can tell you in 2019, I crashed and burned. I lost everything and started over from scratch. And I, yeah, I learned a lot of lessons from that. And 
And I can to this day, I make sure, you know, it, it's kind of a checks and balance with my own self is making sure I am not falling into old patterns, old strategies, even old thinking going, oh, but if only I were doing that again, I'd be. And it's like, no, wait, you were doing that when you crashed and burned. And that's part of the reason mm-hmm. you crashed and burned. Don't repeat that exact thing. If that was something that was mm-hmm. semi-good, figure out how you can make it fit into your current and growing business. But never, it's almost always, you never want to go back in time and go, well, I want to go back to these days when I was making this money and I was doing it this way. It's like, but if you really look at today, is that really a viable way to be? To be having business, to be doing things? Right. Because more than likely That's it's right. not. Yeah, things are changing I mean, things have always changed quickly since I started my online career in 2001. But today they have accelerated so much faster that if you don't if you don't do what Sophie said, you're you're going to fall behind faster. I can't even tell. <laughs> you just get to fall behind. And and, and you and st- you're you stuck longer. Move, that's right. If you take risks and move forward and you're always comfortable in that being uncomfortable out of your comfort zone. You're going to grow quickly and you're going to have fun along the way. That's what I do. I love it. Yes. Yes. That is another important point. Having fun along the way. If you're miserable, you're not doing something right. You need to change something because we we didn't start our businesses to be miserable. We started them That's to right. make money and have fun and enjoy what we're doing. And, you know, in a lot of cases, following a passion, you know, because and sometimes it's a hobby that turns into a business because some of the hobbies, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you've just got a hobby. It's like, well, I make a million dollars with that hobby. So what do you think? <laughs> They're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. You make a million dollars with that hobby? It's like, yeah, it's, that's why it isn't a hobby because I'm making a million dollars at it. If it's a hobby, I wouldn't be making that kind of money. So definitely, but hobbies can yeah, be. Yeah, Sophie, know. that's one, that's a big thing that I think all entrepreneurs have to just embrace is most people will never understand what we do. They just won't. They won't. They just won't understand unless they have done this online entrepreneurship. They will never grasp what we do because as recent as two years ago, and I've been doing this again since 2001. So as recent as 2020, um, my family was like, you make money doing this? How do you think I make my house payments? How do you think I make my car payments? Yes. Oh, I know. And, you know, my my mother, God rest her soul, when, even to the day she passed away, and this has been many years now, She's she never understood what I did. And she thought I just sat at home on the couch and did nothing. She was shocked that I hired, when I first hired a housekeeper, when I became successful enough to hire housekeepers to clean my house for me. She was like, why? You just sit on your on the couch all day and don't do anything. And I'm like, I work. I have an office in the house and I do things. She's like, okay, whatever. I was just like, okay, I'm just not going to talk business with mom because mom doesn't get it. Exactly. And so, you know, it's, but it's, it's an adventure and that's one way to definitely look at it. It's an adventure because if you look at it any other way, it's going to be, you're going to be miserable and nobody wants to be miserable in what they do. I mean, you can go back to work in a job if you want to be miserable because a lot of people leave a miserable job 
uh, have a great adventure in a business and then they do it in a way that makes them miserable. It's like, wait a minute. Why did, why, why did we do this? No. So this is so awesome. Well, Kathy, it is about time to wrap it up. So please tell my people where they can find you. And if there's any kind of offer you have, let them know what that is so they can learn more about you and how you can help them. Yeah. So, um, I have a website that has a directory on it of virtual experts, virtual professionals of all different levels. So if you go to virtualexpertmatchmaking.com, you can search that directory yourself. You can ask for help in finding uh, your perfect match. And again, all different levels. So wherever you're thinking, I'm not sure what I need. I'm not even ready yet. No matter where you are on that spectrum, I highly recommend starting your discovery of whether or not this is going to be something that works for you now, because the longer you put it off, the rougher it's going to be to get started. Because then you're going to be, Sophie, I know you know this, way behind and desperate. And then you just pick your best friend's neighbor who decided they want to be a virtual assistant. And oh my goodness, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, you don't so want to do that. You definitely want well-trained, qualified, experienced people coming into your business to do right. the work. Because as much as I, you know, I get, everybody's got to start somewhere. I totally, I, I started somewhere, you started somewhere. But when we were first starting out, were we getting million dollar clients that were ready to trust us with their business? They have no. no, you had to have it. You had to get experience and know your stuff before you could get into the really big time clients like we are now. So it's, it, but it's all good. It's, it's a process. It takes time. And, but you got, you just got to do it. So, all right. Well, that yeah, is a so wrap. I think of it as dating. I think of it as dating. Yes. Yeah. The 90 no day more, dating more, period more, that you like, brought up. A 90-day dating period. We're going to date for 90 days. And if we don't like each other, there we're going to we go. part ways. Yeah. Yep. There you nope. go. I love it. I love it. Well, it is time for us to wrap up. So, Kathy, thank you for being on the show. Thank you to all my listeners. And if you haven't already subscribed, please be sure to subscribe and let everybody know about our this wonderful podcast, this wonderful interview with my friend Kathy. And we will see you all next week. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezo.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.